0: I'm broke as shit. Just saw too many movies as a child. This is America. If you don't make money. You're a f- what you gonna do? Welcome to Broke as Shit with Dave Mahogany, a comedy podcast for anyone who considers themselves to be broke as shit and will never fully recover from it. Now here's your host, Dave Mahogany. Hey guys, welcome to Broke as Shit. And, if you've been under a rock lately, you wouldn't know that the Mega Millions Lottery in the United States reached $1.28 billion. Now, that's with an asterisk, because we're not talking about taxes, and fees, and government shit, and any of this other stuff. But, they had a tremendous jackpot. So this episode is going to be all about that kind of shit and how psychology versus math plays into it. I'm Dave, of course. And if you've been following along this long, you'll hear some of my personal stories as well as just other stuff that crosses my mind throughout the day or week or months. Um, if you have a chance, like, subscribe, follow, do all of that thing. Leave a comment, review. That does a lot. you know. Keep going along with this podcast if you enjoy it. But in this one... The biggest topic right now is going to be them mega millions. Now, many people, many Daves, <coughs> Ramsey, will also say the same thing that I hear a lot of people say it's a tax on the poor. Yeah, of course it is. It's a fucking scam. I mean, the only difference really between this and running like numbers from the mob is the government does it. And anything the government does is legal. Or, you know, it's funny, too, because they can do some a lot of illegal shit. I mean, if you've looked around through all of any history of any government, any whatever you want to call it, governments, monarchies, any of this, they always do something that is going to be considered a crime against humanity, some type of thing where they tax the poor. And it's considered legal because they do it. They are the lawmakers. But let's talk about that Mega Millions, baby. <laughs> so I'm recording this the day after uh, the Friday drawing where it was 1.28 million, and apparently one lucky uh, individual actually won it. So they got the 1.28, which I think the cash payout was like 750 million. So you're already at 41 or 40% tax on it, which a lot of people bitch. I mean, realistically, if it's that to that amount, if you got 10% of that, that's still tremendous as far as the amount of cash. But I wouldn't necessarily consider this guy lucky because most likely someone is going to put two in the back of this motherfucker's head. I I, I watched a thing about past lottery winners and the overwhelming majority of anyone who wins even just decent-sized lotteries, usually like over 10 Gs, 10,000 for you common folk, they are usually met with people trying to, like, crash their car into them, people trying to sue them for God knows what, people coming out of the woodwork saying they're relatives, people talking about how their family members is dying, things like that. But there have been a lot of people who have been bound, tortured, threatened, or even just fucking shot in the head, where somebody will try to honeypot them by marrying them, getting an insurance policy, and then just trying to put a bullet in their head. It is amazingly... Common. That's that's how ridiculous the type of shit is. And I, I live in a state where they don't necessarily disclose your information, but all of it always leaks out because there are leaks in everything. I mean, this is how you know after things like, what, certain political assassinations, people just start dropping like flies from committing suicide or whatever you know suicide by like stabbing themselves 10 times or like hanging themselves in a prison where they're under suicide watch and their cameras just happen to go out you know that bullshit (laughs) Epstein didn't kill himself but what I'm talking about is the amount of headache that comes with this type of shit from anything that you see is like a double burden on already the people who are burdened by most of the system or their behavioral choices, or both. So this person apparently, there was one winner. I mean, the way that this works. So let's talk about this. I remember when they first brought around the Mega Millions when I was younger. It used to be a dollar a ticket, and these are always like super low barrier for entry kind of things. And that's how you entice people who are poor or not as educated, because it's that idea of like, and they use these these dumbass things. I don't know how this shit is legal. I mean, I don't know how any of this could be theoretically, I mean, morally it's fucked, but the difference between this and like a casino, I mean, there's really no difference. Casinos technically have better odds, and some of the games do actually have some type of skill, or you have some hand throwing anything, or you're at least involved more so, until you get to like the slot machines, those are all just algorithms set up by, and I hate the fucking term algorithm, because at this point, everyone uses it like they used to use skateboarding in the 90s but nobody knew skateboarding or any of that kind of shit. So now it's just like everyone's using the terms algorithm, but I mean you have a set of functions, a set of formulas, and they're made by like five or six different companies. They're compiled by a secondary company who doesn't know the coding or any of that. And basically these programs are just meant to pull from whatever type of probability random number generator. So you're talking about in a way, theoretically – The odds of some of these things are, let's just talk about like a slot machine, like one in, to hit the jackpot, one in 200,000. But you have these different categories that are all grouped together. So then you would multiply those chances into all of them and then whether or not this machine that randomly selected which category to pull from, you're talking about things in like the quintillion of chances, whether or not you would actually hit some of these things. It is absolutely insane. But when we get to the numbered balls falling in, in this, they I watched it, they did this when they were talking about the lottery back when they first started really like states in the U.S. started really bringing them in because that's like, oh, we can make a lot of money. And they're like, yeah, we're going to use it for education. Yeah, using that fucking shit for education. Okay. Schools have been become worse now than they ever have been. And there's way more money in the fucking lottery. But we'll get to that. But so. This is still about the Mega Millions, dude. But I remember. So what they do is they they'll they will produce these balls and they will measure them to NASA level, like space agency level measures of weight. You're talking thousandths to ten thousands of a pound. I mean, you're talking things that are in the micro level, not micro machine. For any of you older people, that, those things were fantastic. But we're talking about like millionth of a pound difference in these balls to where there is no variation. There's no benefit. There's no anything. And a lot of people, and I've heard, I hear this type of shit all the time, too, because I'll tell you a little bit about my family when we get deeper into it, but a lot of people will say, well, you know, certain numbers, they, uh, they, they seem to come up a lot. And it's like, you are a fool. This is not how this works. These are just statistics and probability. Every time they redo this, they start from zero. So the odds never get any better. It's not like going through a deck of cards, and now that's kind of skewed because what they do in casinos, they'll, you use dozens of decks at once, and they'll interlace them to where it makes it very complicated to guess what's going to come, right? And if they catch you, they'll, you know, send you to the back and break your hand or some crazy shit like that, which is pretty good. You could have the hammer. You could have the money. Which one do you want? Casino, baby? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sam? Rothstein? Uh, I think his name was Lefty Rosenthal, by the way, but... Um, yeah, so... <sighs> <laughs> it's a great fucking movie. It's, it's like three and a half hours long. It's a Scorsese film, but it's casino. It's about, it's, it's, it's based on the Vegas casinos and how they used to be mob run. And now the mob found a better way to basically just hook up with corporations, which to be fair, I think corporations have done far worse things because when it gets under the guise of legality, once they become legal, the world is open to you. Organized crime is bad. Yes, that's true. But what you have to do behind closed doors a lot of times is limited compared to the massive amounts of just pollution, devastation, and fucking over world populations. It's incredible, dude. But I'm getting off the beaten path. But So let's talk about, you know, the Mega Millions. So they have, they used to start, I don't know what it was, it used to be like maybe 50 or 60 balls or whatever. And then you'd have, of course, the Mega Ball, which I think was always 1 to 25 or something. But it it used to be that the odds of winning that were like 1 in 175 million. And if you want to know how those are working, then if you didn't learn anything in school as far as probability and statistics, because a lot of times that is a bitch for people. Like, probability is always complicated for people, and so is calculus, because probability is coming up with a formula that represents chance versus... Calculus is coming up with formulas that represent, that represent change, and that's always hard for people to think of because you're dealing with infinitesimals and infinities, and these are indeterminate, large, fa- you know, I'm not going super math in this, but realistically, I'm sure you guys have heard the term factorial. There's a lot of factorials in probability games, and the way that they do it, so for the current Mega Millions, that number of odds has actually doubled or very, very close to the double. So now you have 70 numbered balls. So you would think, oh, okay, one and 70, but there's choosing five of those. So if it's 70 factorial, which is 70 times 69 times 68 times, and so on all the way down times on, and that's over the number of choices factorial. So five, five factorial. So five times four times three times two, times parentheses, (laughs) 70 minus five, then that parentheses is factorial. So you get to cut out a lot of the lower portion of this kind of stuff when you do it mathematically, but you end up with a one in 302,575,000 chance, which is fucking insane. You're talking about the population of the United States, and that is to assume for every drawing that every man, woman, child picks a number, a set of numbers, and every person successively changes that code of numbers, theoretically someone would win. Someone would win because if you have all of those, if you have 302 million tickets and every ticket has every combination of numbers leading up, then yes, you would win. Now, compared to the amount of chance that anything else in your life would fucking happen, being murdered at your door, because there's so many things about being murdered or about safety, about having a terrorist attack, any of the shit that you hear about in the news are still so fucking unlikely. But the lottery is even more unlikely to that. So what do they got to do? Because the math will never lie. And if you play things in the casino... Those also have horrible, horrible odds. The odds, the true odds versus the payouts, well, the odds are always, <laughs> the, and the payout is always less than the odds, first of all, and that ha- that's very true with these lottery jackpots too, these lottery games, because you may only pay a dollar to enter, but your entire life you could spend a dollar every week, twice a week, whatever some of these, some of them are every day, and you can never hit it. And most people, almost everyone who ever plays never hits it. So all of this money is just funneled into this basically bottomless pit. This went on for so long that in two weeks, you went from, I think, 400 million up until 1.28 billion. and it's like, oh my God, what would I do with that kind of money? You would never know what to fucking do with that money. First of all, you don't you can't put that shit in a normal just bank account. That's too much money. It's not federally insured. And the cash payout, of course, is going to be 40-ish percent less. And you'd say, okay, what happens to all this other stuff? Fuck all. Who knows? It, You know, they say it's going towards education or whatever. A lot of times they don't add it to their education budget. They use that to just replace what they can take away from the education budget, which, you know, there was a great bid in uh, SNL from the 90s when they're talking like President Clinton was going in. And this was uh, it's awesome. If you haven't, it's um, I think Daryl Hammond. He walks into a McDonald's and, and, you know, Clinton was famous for like going on a run, but like running to the nearest McDonald's in D.C., which is ironic because that's where Trump got all of the food for like all of the athletes who would ever come to the White House. But he would go on these runs and he'd go in there. So they did this in SNL and all of these people are just asking the president like, oh, what happens to this kind of tax money? And he just keeps taking everybody else's food and eating it, eating a Big Mac He's like warlords. I mean that's basically what it is. But you think warlords, you think other countries, but no, no, no. It just all goes to the same shit that you know the ten percent of the population that controls eighty-five to ninety percent of all legislation in this country and dictates most of our foreign pol, actually all of our foreign policy, all of this other shit that you deal with. Those are the people that benefit from all of this crap, and it all just gets funneled through the bureaucrats. But we're not here to be super political on this. I'm just telling you. So okay, so the mega millions, right? So, you get the $750 million cash. <laughs> okay. If you found a way to get a good account that could handle that kind of cash, because you're going to have to use one of the national branches, or you're going to have to do some other thing. And immediately, what you should do is get accountants and fucking attorneys, because people are going to come out of the wall to try to get this money from you. I I don't know why this happens. It's just any sudden win is going to lead to this type of shit. So... Then you're fucked because you have too much money instantly. You never had the infrastructure to support such things. You don't have a lot of the good behaviors to even <laughs> reasonably do this. This is a lot of problems with a lot of people who they come out of high school or college in from shit situations, but they're like phenomenal athletes. They then get a payment of like a hundred million dollars and they blow it within like the first few months. Just Paying for everybody for everything, helping their mama, helping their this, helping their that, da, just they go fucking broke, man. Or if you're Phil Mickelson, you just gamble with Jordan and all these other people playing golf all the fucking time to do these ridiculously stupid trick shots to where then you have to leave the PGA and play in the Saudi tournament because it's the only people who give you a cash payment. But it's like you didn't build up good enough habits, so now you're just screwed. And now you've been given basically a loaded gun and like just go shoot it out wherever the hell you want. You know, you're you're basically an alcoholic and we gave you a beer truck. And then (laughs) it's just it's fucking great because there's all of these stories that people like a lot of these people end up like 10 times more in debt afterwards. Even if they had like 30 million, they spend it on every stupid thing. There's like 20 cars. There's a few houses. I had a friend who won the lottery. Um, I don't know what size. It wasn't like you know, it wasn't one of the really really big ones, but it was big enough. So he bought the brand new Ford Mustang. He did all of this, but because he worked at the the gas station, he wasn't allowed to like he couldn't like ring himself up a ticket. I, was, there was something where he couldn't do it in his name because he was he was the person hired to like kind of do it. So he put it in his girlfriend's name. Well, they had a volatile relationship to say the least, and eventually it got into some kind of like almost like. It got to the point where it was going to be, like, some kind of domestic violence thing. And then it turned into she says she felt threatened and shot him in the ass with, like, his handgun or something. I mean, real trashy shit. And because of that, she ended up taking everything because it was already in her name. She took the house, took the cars, all this other bullshit. And then they broke up. And, well, he's out. You know, he moved back in with his parents, whatever. (laughs) Had to nurse his wound in his ass. I mean, like, ridiculous, stupid circumstances happen. I mean, almost like a piano falling on a person's head. It's that on the nose with these types of things. So, to win that amount of money, I, I, I'm sure someone would find a hitman, thinking that you'd somehow get the cash. I mean, it's insane. Every person, relatives you've never known existed, will somehow find you on Ancestry.com, or 23andMe, and that's it. Like, <laughs> it's just, it's, it's wild as shit. But, That's a big thing. And it's like, okay, so then we already talked about It's like, yeah, it's like one in 302 million. That is insane. We don't, these numbers are so big for people. They don't understand the size of things, right? Everybody thinks that this one thing that they know, this is the biggest thing they've ever seen. But until you start to realize things are much, much larger, like the idea of like the universe and the solar system or your planet for that matter, people don't understand relative size. So, when you get to those types of astronomical odds, you already don't know this, and then you're betting on something that is less than you throwing a fucking dart into a dartboard that's 100 feet away. It is so far removed to where you might as well be blindfolded and spun around, you are dizzy, and you're just throwing wherever, and you can throw in any direction and dimension. I mean, this is like, it is insane. But... Then they have like like the lower tier ones, which are not like Mega Million or whatever. And those are the ones where I think they make most of their money from because they seem more readily available. Or they tell you that there's better odds, there's this. I don't understand how this is allowed. I mean, current marketing and advertising came from propaganda from war. Back when they really did the infancy of advertising just for products... It never used to be promising people hopes and dreams of things. Now you get these things, it's like, hey, I mean, you can't win if you can't play. Like, I mean, it's like, they might as well just look at you like, listen, you're a piece of shit if you don't do this. I mean, I see this with like, uh, I mean, they just with everything. They're showing me a Pop-Tart and telling me how this is going to revolutionize my life. I mean, you used to be sad, but now you have a toaster pastry. Fucking A. The world is looking up. Which couldn't be further from the truth. And when it comes to the lottery and any of these things, I mean, it's the same thing like casino stuff. Casinos are not allowed to do that because everybody knows they're kind of sleazy. So they don't get away with this type of shit. And even though casinos are legal, their roots a lot of times are organized crime. But when the government gets behind something, it's to this other degree. you know. It's like George... W. Bush saying like the reason why the terrorists attack us is because they're they're jealous they don't like our freedom, which is horse shit. I mean it's the same thing. You might as well it's like the same thing telling somebody's like hey man let's make your dreams come true, just keep paying two dollars per ticket indefinitely, and then maybe if you are just happen to be one of the people to ever get any of this, we will destroy your life. It's awesome. So. Fucking A. Yeah, Megan millions. But now, I guess now they went up to 70 balls and all that kind of stuff. So they get bigger and bigger and bigger. And then they promise, you know, bigger payouts, all this other shit. And then it's it turns into a clusterfuck very quick. Um, So I guess somebody won it. So, you know, hats off to them uh, if they're lucky. Uh, it's going to uh, – that's another thing, too. They always say winning some kind of payout like this alienates people from friends, from family, even immediate family. Everybody wants their – their payout because it's like nobody believes if you work hard people like man he works so hard and they let they almost respect it to a point once you have 250 billion dollars and they like even though you work hard still there'll be a percentage of the population that says fuck you right and they'll always be that i i don't know why because and that's got to be something done from the people who are not at the top saying that because the people who are just under that who are still fucking wealthy and own everything under the sun that you never know about. They are the ones that have to be spinning this shit to where that guy at the top, who's the forefront. Fuck him because they are just as wealthy. Maybe they don't have that dollar figure, but they're still so abundantly wealthy beyond where you are that they've convinced you that that guy is the fucking problem and not them. Right? Add whoever you want to that. Elon, Bezos, whatever the fuck, uh, you know. So it, it's just insane. But when it comes to money, one is very different because then people really resent you because they want to know why you you did nothing that I couldn't do. And really, it's just it's insane. But yeah, the amount of people that who have been shot in the fucking head because they won the lottery. I mean, is insane. There's a great documentary on HBO, not bragging, got HBO Plus or Max, whatever the fuck it's called now. When they talk about the uh, Monopoly game at McDonald's and how somehow the mob infiltrated that and try and like extorted the shit out of these people, got them to win it and then had them pay most of the winnings to them and like indebted them. Awesome, awesome fucking documentary. And I love how it all culminates to like 9/11 too, but it, it's The amount of resources coming out of the Jacksonville FBI department is incredible. So if you haven't seen that, you got to check it out. But it's like a similar kind of thing because the Monopoly game is very similar. Now there's always like when they do like scratch off tickets, that kind of shit. uh, uh, I have an in-law who works for a a company that does lottery uh, statistics and their mathematics and all that kind of stuff. And it's just weird to hear like sometimes (laughs) they'll say it's like, well, you know, we're not forcing anybody to do it. Like, yeah, but I mean, Jesus fucking Christ. That's just no... That is just like, well... I mean, I didn't I didn't vote for Hitler, but it's a job. You know, it's like... <laughs> that is such a bullshit excuse. If you really believe that you want to do good for other people, don't fucking work in this thing. This is why I don't work for Boeing. Yeah. I could be working on a 737. Well, hopefully not the max, because then you're just as culpable. But... You work for a plane manufacturer who also happens to make guided missiles and this, and then drones, and that. it's like, well, listen, I know I designed this, but that's not what I intended it for. Are you fucking kidding me? Even Robert Oppenheimer, when he detonated the first nuke, he said, "I've become death, the destroyer of worlds." He quoted the Bhagavad Gita. It's like he knew what the fuck he was doing. He drank himself to death. These people aren't stupid. I mean, it's just like, this is insane, but either way, (laughs) the lottery. So usually it's like, you know, so a lot of times what they'll use, they'll use some type of psychology to get you to play these types of things where you wouldn't normally do it. It's always like, well, you know, it could be you. I mean, it could be anybody, but it could be you. And they'll say that kind of shit. And it's like, if your situation is real rough, you want a way out of it. And it's understandable. But these people are predatory. It is the same thing as saying, you really need a house. Don't rent. But you don't have to pay any money down. It's okay. Check out this variable rate. This may never increase like bullshit. It will. If you know anything about just basic economics, because we have a credit system and there's a lot of fiat currency in the world... You know that it's going to have highs and lows. We're currently entering a recession because interest rates go up to combat inflation. And then people stop spending as much because they have to pay back the debts that they owe. Boom. Basic economics right there. So when the economy starts getting fucked up, you know, when people, I don't know, let's shut it down for some unknown reason of unknown origin. And, oh, don't worry about an economy. That's not going to have any bad effects. Yeah, you fucking kidding me when you lay off everyone? But that plays a big part into it. So you'll start to see these massive jackpots and these, these lottery amounts go up so high so quickly. And it's always from the poorest people or the people struggling the most, which is the same way of saying poor. But it's like the people struggling the most tend to be least educated in dire straits. A lot of times minorities and poorer people. They tend to keep putting so much money into this because you cater these things specifically to them. Every gas station that puts a fucking scratcher that says this person won $100,000 puts this up is advertising to the rest of the people. Don't worry about this. Don't do that. Spend all your money on these types of things because at some point in this roll of 300 tickets, something's got to pay off. To go back to the Monopoly game, they knew to produce two sets of Boardwalk and Park Place. If you're not familiar with Monopoly, go fuck yourself. It's a fantastic game. It was made in the early 1900s to teach you how landlords are scum. It's a great game. But this person was heavily socialist to the point where it's like even beyond. It's not like not it was like pure like Marxist socialist kind of stuff. So this person was like a little little ish, but but the idea of the, the game is, is pretty interesting because you see this kind of stuff, but, and you can learn a lot if you're, you know, with it as a child and, you know, what I mean is neurotic as shit, <laughs> always worrying about global issues, but this Monopoly piece, there were odds to winning, right? So they would make these pieces, and they'd put them on the french fry box or whatever, and they'd they would only produce two out of how many thousands that needs. So this is how you get your odds, right? And they would send them wherever there'd be unbeknown to anyone else. They mix them in and then you just get shipped into the masses with the rest of the manufacturers. They had an inside person, but that's not the point of this. The point is with like scratchers, they do the same kind of thing. So they know they're going to produce so many of these tickets at any point, And then they put in the winning ones where those end up, who the hell knows and which lottery again. So, That's just one of those things. It's like you're playing with such ridiculous odds that you are better off just taking that money that you would have spent, even if it's just $2 a week. Do anything else with that. Just put it aside. $2 a week for 20 years. It's already better. Put that in a high-yield savings. Just keep throwing it in there. Already better. Because every time the economy goes through any little bits of struggles, interest rates go up. (coughs) Excuse me. So that is the crux of <laughs> a lottery. And they used to play like the numbers and things. Um, I, my grandparents and everybody, they go back to, you know, Jews from New York. And they always talk about playing the numbers. It would be like the last three numbers collected at, like, at their, for their particular racetrack was Belmont. And the amount of money collected at the end of the day at the racetrack, those last three digits, those were the numbers. That was basically the lottery. And of course it was all kind of like, uh, you know, below the belt, but or yeah, you know, a little under the table kind of stuff. But um ultimately people bet on the numbers. So a lot of times people would get if their number came in, they won whatever amount of money that was there, minus a cut for the bookie or whatever. So people like to gamble, I get it. And the people like they like the idea of getting a big payout. So this this psychology plays into it every time. And you see this a lot when it comes to like real habitual like gamblers, casino people. Uh, and you should really, I mean, if you're going to do it, just play it for fun because it's all psychological. As soon as you gave them the money, they give you these plastic chips or whatever, even if they were nice man at Ivory, who gives a shit, whatever they did. They've converted your actual spendable money into some other thing. So they already took it from you. So you, first of all, should understand that. But it should just be played with more fun. But people who start to write down roulette numbers, my grandfather is one of those guys. He would just sit in a food court and write down for hours different roulette numbers, thinking that you know sometimes these numbers seem to come up. And it's like, that. no, that's not how this works. And he was really good at math, which is really weird, too, because... This is where your irrational brain kicks in and starts pushing away all of this other knowledge that you had that, oh, yeah, they don't have a hundred billion dollar casino because they pay you all the time. Just like the lottery. If they were really funding education, you wouldn't like they don't do. I mean, first of all, they don't fund education very well at all, really. But how are they going to do that? and then you're also gonna keep winning. So that should be a pretty good indication that it's kind of, eh, it's a little shady. But the, the crazy thing about this is that casinos are very heavily regulated, do all this kind of shit. Casino games, you know, like a Roulette, I think they pay you one to 35, um, the payout or whatever, if you get one of the actual like numbers on the board or whatever. If you're just playing that very basic stuff. But there are 38 numbers on a U.S.-based roulette wheel. So you're already fighting down. And the amount of times that you will have missed your actual number to keep doing this... Because it resets each time. It's never just... It's not like something keeps getting taken away and then eventually you will hit it. Every time that this resets, you're playing that fucking odd. Which is insane. And that's the same thing with like these these, uh, lottery games... Every time they put the balls back in this shit, they have to have somebody come in to verify that everything's good. There's a state gaming commission that has to do this. And then they redo it. I went to see The Price is Right. I'm one of those people. I saw The Price is Right live twice. The second time I ever saw it, they played Plinko, which, uh, you know, it's a classic game, right? You know, you're sick. You're sitting at home having some saltine crackers, which, by the way, the saltines now, the Nabisco ones, they're not very good. I don't know what they did to them, they changed them up, those things, those, and they're really like soda crackers or whatever, those saltines, they used to be better, but now I think there's like, uh, the store brand or whatever, like Kroger, if you're familiar with that grocery store, those are the best, right amount of salt, fucking crisp, boom, always good, also let's say this, I'm tired of people saying this, Cracker Barrel has nothing to do with white people. They used to sell crackers in fucking barrels. Please, for the love of God, not everything is about race. Even though they show an old fucking white man, that's their demographic, okay? (laughs) Anybody driving on a fucking interstate for some subpar food. I've been to Cracker Barrel like five times in my life. I've thrown up three out of the five times. Those are not good odds for me, okay? One was heat stroke. Two, let's just call it Hilton Head Island, all right? So... When it comes to... Uh, shit, I have no idea where I even went off of that. My God, that's insane. Okay, yeah, so, I mean, when you're playing, like, these odds or whatever, so they, they reset each time, so, like, every time they have these different balls or whatever, I mean, like, there's... It's just... It's insane. You're not beating this stuff. Every time you think numbers are coming up, you're not going to get it. But it's okay if the government does it, because then they just collect more money. And it's weird, too, because there are always going to be that bottom 90% of the population that's going to be so vast that they can keep taking small amounts from. Whereas the people who are in the upper 10%, which are what most statistics when you hear about equal pay for women, which is a fucking law here in the United States. You have to do it. So I don't know why we keep talking about it. Equal pay for women, minorities not getting paid as much. They're always using statistics from the top 10% of the fucking population who are making millions, who have wealth, who own shit. The bottom 90% is more common and even across the board than anyone will lead you to believe. So, there you go. Two big things. Cracker barrel doesn't mean white motherfucker and the fact that you're getting screwed because you are in the bottom 90% of the population. So, back to what I was saying though. What would you do if you won, <laughs> dude? If I got one, I remember this. This was when Greece was first like defaulting on their debts and all this kind of shit. Somebody asked me in a quick trip gas station, if you will, and they asked me like, you know, what would you do if you won? like this, was the Mega Millions I think went to like four hundred million or something. I just told them like I would just buy Greece, you know, just to buy a, buy a country. Like I remember this from like watching Die Hard three. They they steal one hundred and forty four billion dollars worth of gold. From the Federal Reserve Bank in New York I guess because they Hold all of the gold for the world It's a safekeeping like the strongest country kind of thing But because of that It's the financial capital So they they stole all the gold And they're like we're gonna buy a country One thing they always forget about in like a lot of these movies Like they, they always exclude other countries Militaries and people But the idea of it was like yeah, Fuck yeah man let's go buy a country let's, I own Greece like that'd be cool Have gyros for life Oh Man, something's so good. Uh, Yeah, so I don't know. What kind of crazy shit would have been? Like everybody, and that's the thing too. They they always get a lot of people like, what would you do? It's like, well, I would pay off all my friends' debts. I would do this. I would do that. You think about it, it's like, I, I mean, you have $700 million or whatever at the end of it. Why would you pay any of that back? Just disappear. Unfortunately, you should basically be a loner, not be friends with anyone, and not have any significant other because... Uh, you're going to have to leave all of those people behind if you really want to stand any chance of, you know, not getting shot in the back of the head and people trying to extort you for everything. But I don't know. I mean, just like it'd be some wild shit. Like you want to get one of those ma- those massive like super yachts, you know, you couldn't even get one of like the super, super big ones because those are like a billion dollars. But like, get one of the ones that's got like the missile on it or something like you know, <laughs> somebody comes close. You just take them down like I want a good like service to air. Kind of thing. Um, I don't know. You know, you could buy like a Gulfstream. You could be flying around in that thing. But this thing, a lot of these people will buy stupid shit like that. And they don't realize, well, you bought this big ass estate. And then there's this estate tax on it. And then there's also these other things that you have to pay that go with it. You bought 10 Ferraris all secondhand because Ferrari wouldn't just sell them to you. But you bought all of these fancy cars. Each one, their oil change is like $15,000 every six months or less and then there's the upkeep it's like i bought a jet i didn't think about paying the pilots and then also the maintenance and then the gas just to fly it so that's why most of these people go broke as shit and then they start listening to this podcast and had they listened to it ahead of time they wouldn't have done this but uh there's also some like school lunch teachers not lunch teacher what the fuck am i saying school um (laughs) These lunch ladies from Minnesota, I guess they won a giant Powerball, like they went together and pooled their money and they won like I think in total ninety five something million in cash is what the final payout was. But this was divided amongst, I think, fifteen or sixteen of these women. This was in this documentary called Millions, a lottery story, you know. However, on the other side of this, there's a bunch of people who blew all of their money and now live basically in a trailer park. So you know, the duality of man, if you will. Um but these lunch ladies because they live in such a small rural town in Minnesota a lot of them still work at the lunch room or at least at that time they did Almost none of them spent any of their money on anything one of them bought a fridge with an ice maker I mean that that means <laughs> these are people who never needed to play the lottery because they didn't do anything with it they didn't I mean yeah you got a shitload of money you're you're set for life but they just go back to work they just wash the plates You know, serve kids horrible food that's going to fuck them up for life. And it's just like, okay, it's not what you would think of as most like lottery winners who are going to just be bawling out of control kind of thing, like pouring Cristal, just like taking a bath in champagne kind of stuff, lighting hundreds on fire to light a cigarette or a cigar, you know, Cuban cigar like Fidel Castro's last remaining cigars, like stupid shit like that, you know, walking around with white gloves. To go like take out the trash. Like that's that's what I'm thinking. When you think of like a rich person, <laughs> everything looks like the Monopoly guy <laughs> kind of thing, you know. Um, but uh, I don't know. It's just it's just one of those things, I guess. So, well, I guess the uh, I'm sure at some point these uh, massive jackpots will come back because I think per year, I don't know, whenever with statistic I found, but it was like they make like 80 billion a year. And okay, occasionally they pay out like $50 million. So, and then they take tax from that. So it's all kind of a racket, but because the government does it versus the mob, you know, I guess that's okay. You know, the government never has anyone killed. Corporations never kill anyone, but then they just kind of find a way to perpetuate this broke mentality in you. And they advertise a bunch of bullshit you don't really need that's going to improve your life, but not really And that's pretty much what most of the people who either on suicide note or after they went broke basically say. So that I've pretty much beaten the dead horse on this one. But, hey, man, my hat's off to that lotto winner. There was one winner that that one guy is going to be like, fuck, yeah, until he takes his own life, because holy shit, what a burden. And then apparently 26 people won a million dollars. And if they had a like they put like the mega player, whatever the fuck other things too, they do. (laughs) <laughs> they want a bunch of money too, so I'm sure their lives are shit. There's a sliding scale, basically. It's like an exponential down curve of from the top, horrible life, all the way down to the people that win like two bucks. But it's almost like a bathtub when you see like infant uh, mortality. Uh, yeah, mortality of uh, like designed machines. Initially, there's high amounts of failure, and then there's a sweet spot kind of in the middle where you win like ten to two five hundred bucks, and then it goes being upset again once you reach like two dollars because you spent 300 which you could have bought a shitload of food or whatever for you could have sustained your life but you spent 300 dollars on lottery tickets not really affecting your fucking odds so there you go don't play this shit fuck these people and uh I don't know rather than raise awareness I watched a clip from Doug Stanhope one of the best things Don't just raise awareness, which is just another fancy way of not doing anything. If you really want to do things, get out there and fucking do it. These people, by that, I mean, the people I have mentioned already are raping you of a future. They are doing everything. They have found a giant tap to stick in this well, which is the American people, and they are funneling this shit out. They've been doing it hardcore since Ronald Reagan and for every president since it has never stopped every administration every congressional body has never stopped doing this it has only gotten worse so fuck it play the lottery get the billion and go live somewhere in the woods but i don't know my next thing to talk about is uh, i've noticed there's this is the same these are all the same things man this is all just my frustration with people just I'm tired of people just lying to you and then telling you that the things are okay. Like the house is on fire and they're fucking telling you. It's like, no, 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 it's good, man. It's good. Get yourself some shoes. Get this. Buy another iPhone. You need this iPhone 55. Check out this thing. What else are we doing with these marginal improvements to things? We're not doing anything. This is stupid. You don't need any of this. As I talk to you on like professional recording equipment, which I don't need, but I'm doing it anyway for another podcast, which you don't need because there's 2 million of them. Now, 60% of them are probably being updated still, and the rest of them, no. Let's say 80-20. Let's do that Pareto principle. Um, uh, okay, so I don't know, I've noticed a lot of celebrities lately have been selling like low-entry credit cards, like Kevin Hart. Is talking to me about like some entry level like student whatever Discover card or some shit like that. And like Jennifer Garner does it too. It's like what what you are worth. You're worth more money than these fucking lottery winners. Why are you selling me this dumbass credit card? This credit, I was like, but you get so many points. you think Kevin Hart needs the fucking points? Any of these credit cards? Like who's fucking who buys the credit? Who actually applies for the credit card mid flight on an airplane? That low level of idiot spends $300 on Mega Millions tickets. So why would you ever get this like, oh, shit, Kevin Hart, uh, that's the Kevin Hart card. Which doesn't mean you're going to be as successful as Kevin fucking Hart. He works super hard. He sleeps four hours a day, which isn't good for you. Many neuroscientists would say that. Will destroy you. That's exactly what happened to Reagan and Margaret Thatcher. But... He sleeps like four hours a day, wakes up. He works out twice in a day. He does cardio and he does weightlifting. I've listened to him talk about this all the time. He writes stand-up for four hours when he first wakes up. He will work on movie ideas. He will be a producer for other things. He's got his money invested. And then he will still go to comedy clubs. And then he will go on his tour. He will do all of these things in a day. Never once is he buying a Mega Millions ticket. And he is not using that shitty credit card from Citibank or whoever the fuck gives it away. I mean, does this work on anyone? Does anybody actually believe that this is the shit? Like, hey man, he's doing it too. Just because I buy a pair of Jordans doesn't mean I can take off from the foul line and hit the fucking rim. They look cool, but that's about it. Most of these people don't, I mean, the cards that they probably carry are probably some form of Amex black card with some infinite limit or some kind of thing that some Kabul or Kabul, not, not Afghanistan, some cabal, some kind of thing where they have to go under the mountain in some like eyes wide shut kind of thing situation where you've never heard about it. There's some handshake and you can buy a jet. Like This is the type of shit when you get to these certain levels, it's not the same. Your bank account, you don't go to the local Wells Fargo. You're using Wells Fargo, Fargo National Bank. You're using these big motherfuckers that can handle this type of cash. They're not using an entry-level credit card. Jennifer Garner's not using her points to fly to Italy. Which, you know the amount of points you have to get for some of these fucking cards? They're never one-to-one Everything is always some kind of thing where it's not working really in your favor. But they sell this shit to you. You get some air miles. You have to get like 30,000 miles to go to Cincinnati. Nobody wants to go to Cincinnati. I used to live there. A 45-minute plane flight costs 50,000 miles. I had to go for work once. I went from the Washington, D.C. area all the way to Japan. From Japan all the way to Malaysia to Kuala Lumpur. Then I had to take that route all the way back. I flew for 24 fucking hours each time, not including Malaysia fucking up in their airport and having to stay a full day in Tokyo because I missed every flight coming back to the U.S. That amount of mileage accrued and that amount of money spent on those tickets for work still equated to one and a half flights from Virginia to Orlando. So what kind of points are you getting for these cards? None of this shit pays off. If you're doing it for this, this is just as stupid as somebody saying, hey man, today could be the day. You could win this. I mean, <laughs> you can't win if you don't play. I mean, you know. Put yourself into bankruptcy and uh just maybe it'll pay off the real investment. I remember going to a casino with my grandparents last time I ever did this. Aside from in the middle of the day where you see a bunch of elderly people at a casino because they have nothing to do. Here is a free bus load. We'll give you, promise you a meal. Get on the bus. Truck them down there and spend their social security. Funnel this shit back in. Now, this was a seminal casino because, you know, then we're giving money back to the Native Americans because we took their land and gave them shit and fucked up their population. Let's take it a little bit at a time from our oldest and most vulnerable people. But... This is with any casino. It doesn't have to be one of those. But this one in particular, just... It's claim to fame at this point, I think, is... Well, aside from the fact there's a Formula One, like, track right next to it now in Miami. I think that's where Ann and Nicole Smith died. Like, she OD'd on some pills. So, it was cool. You know, I was there, like, a year before or something. But, um, yeah, so we go there and then, like, listen to these people who have always had issues with just with money. It was like, so this is this, the foundation of this entire podcast is everyone I know has always talked about how much, Oh, we don't have money for this or we don't have to do that. But you never do anything to like solve the problem. It's always like these little things like, well, you buy a lottery ticket once in a while when it gets over a certain amount or, you know, if we can make a little money at a casino, it's like, let me stop you right there. That's why you're poor. This is why you have issues. I am not great financially. I'm not whatever. By no means am I a Rockefeller, but I mean come on basic math would tell you you're not gonna win this and then also you're in this massive building they're giving you a free lunch there's no such thing as a free lunch <laughs> I don't know if it's any more obvious than that That is, it, it should not be so on the nose but you know you go down there and then and they're always playing like they play one slot machine or they play <sighs> fucking roulette I swear to god is the worst game I mean, there's, it's bad enough that there's even a thing called Russian roulette. I mean, we're not like deer hunter. We're sitting in a basement and people yelling did him at you you know, like spinning the revolver. But it's like, yeah, if you can re- use the same name in this context, then the other one isn't any better. Yeah, maybe you don't get shot in the head. But I mean, I have been to so <laughs> for work travel. I've been there have been casinos everywhere I go. Right. So I've been in Malaysia in the one spot that they had them. Um, and it was just I, I even played roulette. It was like the only time I ever played it stupidest fucking game I ever played. So stupid. Other than this guy that looked like Leslie Chow from the hangover, putting stacks of fucking chips on almost every number. Somehow I'm mean, not every number. He, he put them on like five or six numbers. He put a lot of money out there. Somehow he hit it almost every time. I don't know how he just happens to be lucky in that one way. But I also wasn't there the entire night where he lost his fucking ass. And then the highest amount of suicide just comes from that one region in Malaysia where people jump off the One World Hotel, which is the hotel with the most number of rooms in the world, which a lot of them are like a shoebox. So, yeah, I mean, like, there's a cliff on the backside of this stupid hotel because you're in the Genting Highlands. So you're all the way up in these mountains in Malaysia. it's beautiful. But everybody goes there to gamble. And it's the only place in Malaysia where gambling is legal. So everybody goes there and flocks. Is because I guess the, the Sultan or whatever of that area, that district, he really liked to gamble. He used to go to Macau. Coincidentally, I've also been to Macau. Macau is really cheap because you're using Hong Kong dollar. <laughs> so if you come from the US or Europe, your dollar goes very far. And that was the only fun part about playing there. So that was the only time. But it's like, again, have fun. Have a nice meal. Go have a Michelin star meal. Super cheap there, but great. They don't give you free alcohol in those places because alcohol is either illegal or it's just not part of the culture. But it's like, go have a good time. Go do things that are fun. Get your Quicksilver cash card or whatever the fuck from Kevin Hart and, you know, throw it all down. Meanwhile... Do not play lottery. (laughs) Like they advertise Keno. It's fun. You can play this. It's like these are all mathematical algorithms. You will not be winning this. The odds are so fucking terrible. Do not do this. Just go have fun with this type of shit. Do not play the lottery because fuck them. They're not helping anything. And demand that your fucking politician not give into this. Rape the poor people in your society and also defund your fucking education so that we have a bunch of morons who don't know anything and dance on TikTok. And that should be the end of this episode. But let's talk about divine intervention and the movie Pulp Fiction. Because a lot of times people think that them winning the lottery is because God bestowed it upon them or some deity did this for that, which is not true. Again, it's just to throw in some fucking things, some jacks in the air. You know, flipping a coin 50 fucking times, and maybe you got lucky that once. But because of that, like in the movie Pulp Fiction, great fucking movie, there's a point where this dude comes out of the closet and unloads a six-shooting revolver directly at Vincent Vega and uh, Jules... Oh, what the fuck's his name? Jules Winfield, which is Samuel L. Jackson's character. So he unloads this entire uh, cylinder... ...from a revolver, right? Misses them entirely. Jules thinks this is a miracle. They should have been dead. One thing you don't know is that guns, especially revolvers, are really hard to shoot and get accurate. Even at close distances, people miss. Like, crazy. Hence the reason there's always innocent bystanders on every shooting that any kind of mob or whatever the fuck does. If you want to look, there's a great thing, Cocaine Cowboys. You can watch all about the Colombian drug cartels coming in and just shooting and spraying all over Miami in the 80s and early 90s. And most of the people they hit are not their target. But this guy unloads six rounds or whatever, doesn't hit either of them. Then both Jules and Vince take their hand, their nine millimeters or whatever and 45s out and they just light him up. They're clearly the better ones. <sighs> On the drive from there, Samuel Jackson's character says, I believe this was divine intervention. I need to get out of the life of being a hitman or being whatever in the life you know I need to get out of this because I believe God came down and stopped those bullets. Now he feels it to be that. meanwhile, Vincent Vega tries to ra- reason with him and say, listen, man, you know, this shit happens. He's like, well, whether or not it was God changed, Pepsi to Coke, found my car keys, doesn't matter. Says all of this shit. This is what he believes to be divine intervention. How this relates to anything I just talked about is that sometimes <laughs> probability states that you will not get hit if people just fire in some general direction. You want to believe that you won the lottery or it is God's will that you fucking won after putting half of a college tuition into playing some stupid ass thing with odds greater than the population of the most populated countries in Europe. Then that is on you. But if you take anything away from any of the stupidity I have ranted about, please, for the love of God. Buy one of those ships with the missile system on there, or live in the woods, <laughs> and please don't become Ted Kaczynski. And that would not be divine intervention. But thank you for listening. All right, uh, this is dumb as shit. Um, and yeah, it's gonna. This is how my podcast is turning into. It. Now it's now just gonna be called dumb as shit, not broke as shit. But um, I mean, you know, I now the caveat. Not a caveat, I guess. Now, me being hypocritical, yeah, of course I bought lottery tickets or whatever, and I bought some for this or whatever, but it's like, eh. (laughs) I'm just as dumb as the rest. So, the worst part is if you know the math and you know how to calculate the odds, and you still do it. You still believe that you're going to be the one that beats it, right? It's kind of like people that are like, well, I know they got cancer from smoking their whole life, but eh, it won't be me. I know a guy that lived to 96 or... No, I'll eat one more Big Mac, you know. There's got to be a last one, right? There's got to be that one because there's got to be something that's like it's teetering, I just assume, and then you just kind of like that little push, that feather lands on the hood of the car, and then it just tips over the cliff, and then you get lung cancer or you have just a massive heart attack or stroke. But then again, it could be that little feather that just tips that ball, which is your final number and I did actually win like 200 bucks from one of those lotteries. I got four out of the five balls. And so I was like, Oh cool. That was it. That was peaking. That was, that was the peak of my life when it comes to playing any kind of skill. Well, it's not even skill. Any one of these chance games. Other than that, walk the fuck away, <laughs> go bury the money in the ground. <laughs> it's like, it will, it'll, it'll do you much better <laughs> after it deteriorates. doesn't matter. But, um, uh, Thanks for listening, guys. Uh, You know, like I said, rate, review, comment, do all that kind of shit. Um, Tell your friends about it. I'll try to be more regular with these things unless I win a shitload of money. Then I'll be doing it from my yacht in the Mediterranean. Um, And then also you can leave comments about your own brokenness or your lottery experiences or any of this stuff that you really find to be pretty broke. I mean, what other things have you done that are like real cheap? I mean, when I was in high school, uh, that was the thing like once you became of a certain once you became 18 we are like oh let's go play the lottery like we thought it was really cool we were idiots you know but even then had already taken statistics uh, but leave those comments at brokeasshitpodcast at gmail.com and uh, I don't know please stop anyone you know if they are deciding between buying formula and putting it all on black please stop them from doing that and go the formula route <laughs> or take their kids with them.